0: everyone. Welcome to episode number 126 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So are you looking to start a budget and you're not sure where to start? That's what today's episode is all about. Today, we're going to be sharing some tips and some insight into how to budget as a beginner and things that you should be aware of and things that you should look out for as you're getting started. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the Debt Free Dad podcast where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad,
0: Brad Nelson. Hey, hey, hey. How's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad. And uh, as always, welcome to today's show. So glad that you guys are joining us. And remember to Get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. Head over to balanceense.com forward slash 126. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 126. So guys, we are going back to the basics on this episode. Going to be sharing a little bit of budgeting insight, especially for a lot of beginners who are just getting started. And uh, Amber, you had mentioned you're glad that we're going back to this. Why Why are you glad we're going back to this? I just think you could. We could talk about
2: budgeting all day long. Like, there's always questions about it. Um, People are always curious
0: about it. I just feel like I, I love to budget. I love to budget. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think just love it. there's a lot of positive information out there about budgeting, but there's also a lot of negative feelings and information about budgeting too. And I think that's what makes it a really fun topic to cover. Because for most people, I think when they hear the word budget, they're just like.
2: That's how I feel about (laughs) the word diet. Like I got to track my food.
0: (laughs) Right. Budget. It's like, right. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about why some of that might be, but first let's just talk about like, what is a budget at the end of the day? What is it? And my definition of it is just a budget is simply a plan for the money that you're going to make and the expenses that you're going to have in your life to live the life that you want. That's it. That's all it is at the end of the day. It's just a calculation of how much money you've got coming in, how much money you've got going out, and that money going out does not necessarily have to mean for just spending. It could be going out towards savings, towards investments, towards financial goals that you have, but it's money coming in and, and money going out, right? But I think a, a, a lot of reasons why the word budget gets such a bad rap is uh, marketing, right? I think marketing has made the budget seem like just a, a bad thing. Like if you go to a car dealer or if you are, you know, even looking for a vacation online or, or shopping or whatever it might be. Anytime you hear the word budget, it's usually associated with the cheapest options, right? Like this was a budget vacation, meaning it was cheap or, you know, when you go shop for an item, let's say you're on the car lot, or let's say you're shopping for a boat, or what could be whatever, right? There's a salesperson, a furniture, right? There's a salesperson involved, and one of the first things a, a salesperson will ask, well, what kind of what kind of budget or or price did you have in mind? Are you looking for the budget items like the like the cheaper? Are you looking on the cheaper the budget ideas, or are you guys going all out, right? <laughs> and when we start using the word budget like that. Um, and by the way, if you look up the word budget in the dictionary, cheap penny pincher broke really living paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> I had no idea. None of that stuff's even associated with the word budget.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying that that's what was in there. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> it's not associated. Like, it no. <laughs> no, it's not associated, but marketing has become really slick with how they're using the word budget. Like it's this negative thing. You're cheap. You're a penny pincher. You're looking to save a buck, right? And that's not what it is. We're like what's the difference if I want to spend two grand on a vacation versus 15,000? But if it's in my budget, who cares? If it's in my budget, it's it's I budgeted for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, at the end of the day, marketing has made the word budget seem negative. It made, makes it seem cheap. Or that you're oh, yeah. broke because you're using it, right? When when you say like I use it all
2: the time. And I'm like, no, it's not in the budget right now. If somebody asks me to do something, oh sorry, it's not in the budget right now. They they must they look at me like I'm I got two heads. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, <laughs> are you okay?
0: You know, <laughs> you always get that. Do you guys is need a donation? Okay? Do you guys need a donation?
2: Yes. All the time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Every single time.
0: And that's that's how good marketing has got. That's how good. So when when we here on the Debt Free Dad podcast and and Inside Roots and, and here at Debt Free Dad and when we're trying to teach people about budgeting, this is a hard thing for us to overcome. It's like just this whole mindset about it and it's like, no, it's it's none of that. Like, if, especially when you get out of debt, a budget is a lot more fun because you got a lot more money to do a lot more fun stuff, right? And uh, so, but th- this is why budgeting is so hard for people to overcome. Like, it's it's not like, I got to cut everything out of my life. I got to sacrifice everything. I I can't, you know, I, I only can eat soup, right? <laughs> like it's just It's just like this negative thing. The other thing too is a, a budget is just not a punishment and it's not just for broke people. Uh, a lot of people will associate the word budget with having to cut everything out of their life. And in fact, we actually teach quite the opposite. We actually teach you, you should keep some of the things that you love in your life while getting out of debt if your income and your expenses allow you to do that, all right? This is a long journey for a lot of us to get out of debt. You know, it took me four to five years to get out of debt. For the average person in Roots, I would say it's probably two to three years on average for people to go from debt to completely walking out of debt. And if you don't have like little rewards along the way, uh, you're gonna you're really gonna feel limited. So we actually recommend putting some of that stuff into your budget. Put some fun things in your budget. If you like to go out to eat, go out to eat. If you like stopping at Starbucks, go to Starbucks, right? Put some of these things in. But when you limit yourself completely, like, Amber, you brought up the diet word, right? And this is the same same thing that a lot of people fall for when they go on their diets, right? They limit all of that stuff out of their life. And then what happens is they fall off the wagon and then they're just like, and they just go eat it all, right? <laughs> and the budget can do the same thing with your finances. And and I I learned this personally. Like, I tried to cut everything out and I kept self-sabotaging our budget because, man, it sucked. Like, we, we can't do anything again this weekend. It's like, Okay. It might slow our progress a little bit, but we're still going to have fun along the way, right? So those are some things that a budget definitely isn't as we're getting started with this conversation. And I wanted to bring those up right away because you might've heard the title of this podcast and been like, I don't really want to learn about budgeting, right? But let's talk about some ways that budgeting is important. Number one, I think for most people, you know, we've talked about the statistic, you know, stress, anxiety, number one cause of that here in the United States Uh, especially as we were here in the early on uh, part of 2022, is uh, brought on by money and money problems. So by having a budget and a plan for your finances, by just having an understanding of what's coming in, what's going out, whether you have an active plan of getting out of debt, whatever it might be, a lot of that will go away just by knowing exactly where you're at. I think a lot of people are, are dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety with their finances because they're not quite sure. They got money coming in. They got money going out. They're not really checking their bank accounts. They're not keeping track of how much debt that they have. You know, and that in and of itself, that unknown is, is ultimately going to cause a lot of stress in your life. The next thing that it's going to help you do is going to help you improve your, your confidence, right? Uh, I think a lot of people lack confidence with their finances. In fact, our podcast episode that we just, you know, had on last week was all about doubt. I think one of the reasons why a lot of people doubt that they can have success is because they lack financial confidence. They they lack a good financial plan that they can actually follow that gets them consistent results on a day in and day out basis. And when you don't have that, and when you're constantly on the losing side of finances, you don't have any confidence. So by having a budget in place, a budget that you're following, a budget that you're looking at a regular, on a regular basis that is ultimately going to help you improve your confidence in your finances for that particular month or whatever plan you have, all right? It's also gonna help you reach a lot of your financial goals. So we talk about, you know, the importance of setting short-term and long-term financial goals, especially if you wanna start eliminating impulsive and emotional spending habits, right? Setting short-term and long-term goals is really a great way to be able to focus on things that you wanna bring into your life and that way, you know, you're being able to say no better to a lot of other things. So helping you reach your goals by having a written plan You'll reach your goals faster. If you've got a relationship, and I say this, not for everybody, it takes time, but if you have a relationship over time, a lot of the miscommunications that you might have about your finances will eventually start to uh, go away and they will improve because hopefully the two of you, whether you work on your finances together or you keep them separate, the two of you can come together and have a reasonable discussion about finances, talk about the plan for the month, and then you go about working the plan. There isn't a lot of, you know, hopefully hiccups and things. There will be early on, right? But hopefully as you guys work together and as the months go on, that conversation and those communications are going to improve. Uh, like we
1: and talked about, I, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I mean, this one for for me, you know, when it comes to relationships, this a budget for us, like helped this way more um, than I ever thought it would. You know, and to this day, um, my wife does not have the affinity for some of the, cool things that I think are cool. And she thinks they're stupid. And why would I buy that? But <laughs> we have, st- we have stupid money budgeted every month. And so it doesn't matter what I buy. And I can hundred percent tell you, like when we, when we were in debt, I mean, that was a uh, very stressful with, uh, communicating about finances because we were always like, well, you bought this and you bought that and did you know, why'd you do this? But once it's like, you start budgeting for those things eventually, like now that we're debt free, we just have our budgets. Like we don't, I, you do what you want with what you have. And, you know, if we need to go over or we want to do something above and beyond that, then we have a discussion, but just that monthly communication, hundred percent. I mean, just improved our relationship. I mean, I would tell anybody if you're looking for a way to improve your relationship, get on a budget and fix your finances. It improved our relationship tenfold just yeah. by doing that.
0: What kind Apparently. of, what kind of stupid stuff would she say that you buy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, uh, I'm just curious. I like, like I'm interested in just random hobbies all the time. So <laughs>
0: what is that I even think
1: mean? I well, no, no. So so like all my kids are getting older. Like I'm pretty much home alone a lot now. They're all working or <laughs> my son just graduated college. And so I like like what do I do with myself? Like some of the stuff I did when I was younger, it was all with the kids. And now I'm like, yeah. I don't know. So like I buy things to make coffee cups or I bought like a a cricket or I bought, you know, some tool stuff or whatever. So I'm going to try this. And some of it's like, she's like, you're probably not going to do that long term. I'm like, I know, but I don't know what I like. So it's just, right. yeah, it might be a waste <laughs> of money, but to her, it's just dumb, which I totally appreciate because some of the stuff like, you know, she did buys. I'm like, I would never spend that on that, but <laughs> we just don't have to argue about it. Right. It's like, she doesn't care. Like as long as it's coming out of the money we're budgeted it really doesn't matter. I mean, she still right. doesn't, she still thinks it's dumb, I'm sure, but we just don't have to have that <laughs> disagreement and argument about like, you know, cause it's much bigger argument when I buy something for a hobby and it's not in the budget and I put it on a credit card. Uh, that was a huge argument oh, yeah. you know, because yep. why the heck would you buy that? But now when it's my own money, my own budget, it's budgeted for every month, you do whatever you want. You know, we still don't agree with how we spend money, but it's your, but you do what you want with it. It's budgeted and we're good you know, however, whatever that ends up being.
2: I, I feel like I was listening to my husband there for a minute. Like,
0: <laughs> well, Paul, Paul's the and... same way. Paul's the same way. Oh, yeah,
2: Like, t- I'm going to yeah. try this this time. Next week, it's going to be this. this <laughs> yeah. All the time. But we, we throw the money in the budget and it's, so yeah. I like, do you actually label it like stupid? Yeah, it's, blow, it's like, like,
1: called, it's blow. Oh, we call it blow. Okay. blow, blow money. <laughs> so like the one the, I like last summer, I saved up for a pizza oven. I saved up my money. I saved for like, it took me a couple months and I saved my money and I, bought this little pizza oven and she's like, you know, I don't know. So I made a couple pizzas and everybody's like, yeah, I hate this. It's gross. I'm tasted- <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I ended up, I ended up selling it eventually, but it's that sort of stuff. Like, I don't know, like now I'm in a position where debt-free, we have the ability to try things. I you know, years ago I would have put that on a credit card. Then we would have been a, there would have been a huge argument about, we hate this and we have to pay for it on a credit card now where now it's just like, Oh, it's your money. I don't care. You know? Yeah. But we still, we don't like the pizza in it. So get rid of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. We had to dive into that one a little bit. That's funny. (laughs) But anyways, yes, a budget will help you with the communication when it comes to your finances. So let's talk about and break down some steps for, uh, for some of you beginners out there who are just getting started, or maybe you've been kind of trying this and maybe, you'd like some pointers. So let's kind of talk about it. So number one, uh, and I put this in the notes last minute. I can't believe I missed this one. But as I was going through the notes, I was like, can't believe I missed this one. Your budget is not going to ever be perfect. All right. It's the step number one. Just understand that your budget will never, even to this day, our budget is never 100% perfect. There's always something that we either underspent, overspent, didn't account for. Like, it's just, it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. Now, I think what makes it harder when you're first getting started about why it's not perfect is because when you're getting started and you're living paycheck to paycheck, every dollar matters, right? Every single cent that you're bringing into your household really does matter. So when you're off just a little bit, you feel the pain. That's again, why we talk about having that emergency fund in place, because when your budget's not perfect, you can lean on some extra savings to cover you until the next month, right? So number one, it won't be perfect. Number two, we talk about this one in lots of different episodes because it's really good to get aware of where your money's going is understanding your expenses. So uh, after this episode, if you want to get started or get a better understanding of where your money's going, go back and print out the last three to six months of your bank statements, print out the last three to six months of your credit cards that you're using or any sort of spending accounts, anything you're spending money. And I would even encourage you if you're using cash to start actively tracking where your cash is going or at least keep all the receipts right? And this is really going to give you, number one, a good understanding of where everything's going. Number two, do you have any bad habits? And number three, how much you really are spending on certain things, like, for instance, your gas, your insurance, your groceries, uh, how much money you're going out to eat, what's a reasonable amount based on how much money you're making. So really understanding how much how how much, much money is going out. The other thing, too, don't forget about really understanding your income, too. Like, if you work a, a regular job, there are Withholdings in that job, you might be getting benefits uh, at your job. So I would understand what's going on with your paycheck. Uh, What I found, I found, I found quite a few people actually who didn't even realize that they have had extra things taken out of their paycheck for supplemental insurances and things that they weren't necessarily using or needing anymore. But it's just something that they signed up for on like week one of their job, and they just really never went back and looked at it. So make sure you're really kind of actively looking what what's coming out of my paycheck. How much money is uh, actually coming into the household, and that should that way you've got a really good understanding of the income coming in and the expenses going out. All right, and then last but not least uh, is really establishing some short term and long term goals. So, why does this budget matter to you? You know, think about that. Why why does budgeting matter to you? What's it going to help you achieve? Maybe it is. I want to feel more in control. Maybe it is less financial stress. Maybe it is just understanding exactly where you're at. Maybe it is saving more money. Maybe it's paying down certain debts. Maybe it's paying cash for a vacation. But start to figure out why are we going to put in this work and why is this stuff going to matter? Because once you have some of those things in place, you're going to be much more willing to do it. And it's also going to make it a little bit more worthwhile and a little bit more exciting too.
1: So like the understanding your expenses, I mean, how did you guys feel? You know, I mean, I know when I did this, when I started, like I we printed all that out and added it all up. And it was just like, like I just didn't even, I, I just felt, I felt terrible because it's like, I think for a lot of people that we've had do this and that do do this, like, cause I think it, cause my whole life, my whole time up to that point was always like, I don't have, we don't have money to pay off debt. We don't have money to pay off debt. We don't, we can't do anything. There's nothing we can do. And so we did that exercise and then it was like, I got to come up with something different now because
0: I just <laughs> I
1: just took that excuse away. So I don't know how you guys felt, but I just know how that's how I felt. It was just like it was painful to to have to go through that.
2: Oh yeah, it was daunting and it's it's heavy. Like you're like it's weight on your shoulders and you're and you're. I was almost embarrassing. Like for us, it was like we we were spending how much on going out to eat, yep. like. It was, it was an, a huge, I opener. So for beginners who are like, you need to do this, be okay with feeling
0: really uh, you crappy.
2: Know. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And, and if it, if it takes you a couple of days, it takes you a couple of days. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: I, and I will say across the board. Now we do have people that come into roots, people that join the program that are really under some really tough situations and they're very far and few between but there are some people that come in and they go through this and they don't really find any extra spending. I will tell you that probably 95, I would even go upwards of 97 to 98% of the rest of them, whether they're feeling like they have income issues or not across the board, when they go through and do this exercise, we hear it all the time. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I'm ready to throw up. Like, I'm shaking. I was in tears after I saw it. Like, these are real emotions that people are talking about. And this is why when people say, I don't have the money to get out of debt, that's just because your, your priorities are all messed up, right? And this is really a good kind of wake-up call to what your priorities really are. Like, there's a lot of people who will complain about living paycheck to paycheck. Their finances are in, in the toilet. They're not feeling really good about themselves. And then when they see that it's them, it's it's their fault like, that's pretty eye-opening. I, I just got an email from an individual I'm getting ready to do a coaching call with here uh, in next few days, and they sent an email back, and they're like, I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to, like, have a conversation with you about what I've uncovered after I've done what you've asked me to do. And, of course, I reach back out and say, those feelings are normal. I went through those feelings. Again, it's all it's all emotions and things that we all have to go through, but just understand that it's walking through this really thick mud that's going to help you make the life easier, help you make the road easier, but you got to walk through some of this stuff and understand what's going on with your money before we can start deciding, okay, how are we going to make some changes moving forward? Because the money's there. It's just not going to the right places, right? So going through and doing that three to six months of statements, whew, great activity. So get out some highlighters, spend some time, Maybe want to get yourself some wine or some beer afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> um, but make sure, make sure you go through and do some of that stuff. Uh, another thing too really awesome little kind of five daily financial to do tool that we have. We call it Brad's Brad's five daily financial to do's. And it's really simple. A lot of people make this, you know, mistake of thinking like, I've got to spend hours on my finances on a daily basis in order to get out of debt. And that's just not true. In fact, after you get through kind of the, the path and the system that we teach, ultimately, it should only take about 10 to 15 minutes a day to really kind of keep track of everything, make sure everything's in place. Now, when you sit down and do your monthly budget, it might take a little longer than 15 minutes a day. But on average... 10 to 15 minutes a day is all it should take. And part of those five daily financial tools are these. I'm going to give you all five. Number one is track your expenses. Okay, so on a daily basis, just get in the habit of looking at your bank account, tracking your expenses. If you're paying cash, keep the receipts. Write down what you're spending your money on on a regular basis. Number two, being that you're already going to be tracking your expenses, is make sure you're reviewing your bank account or any other spending accounts that you might have. So you want to look for automatic payments, things that are coming out like subscriptions, things that you might have forgotten about. Um, Bills don't come out every single month. Say you got like a quarterly automatic payment, things like that. You always want to be keeping an eye on your bank account. Uh, Banks make billions of dollars on overdraft fees. This is going to be a great way for you to avoid a lot of those headaches and those fees by just keeping track of what's going on, all right? Number three is get in the habit of reviewing your spending and asking yourself the question of is this spending helping me reach the goals that I have for our finances right is this spending helping us get there if it is great if it's not then maybe that's something that's up for consideration that we either cut back on or we cut out altogether right so this comes down to what's important to you like when we talk about when we set up our budget having those short-term and long-term goals That's what's important to you. So if you start going through your month and all of a sudden you're starting to find a bunch of expenses that aren't helping you get to what's important to you, those are easy things to say, okay, we either need to cut them out, shop around, get some cheaper prices, or just cut them out altogether, right? Easy way to put more money in your budget to do more of the fun things that you want to do in your life, all right? Number four is just make sure you're reviewing your budget on a daily basis. Probably the number one mistake that I feel people make when they do their budget is they they are pretty good at putting the budget together. It's just following it, right? They, they're not very good at following it. So what do a lot of us do? If you're writing it on a paper form or maybe you're doing it on a spreadsheet, you might take that paper form, put it up in your documents cabinet that you have in your kitchen that we all have or your junk drawer, right? Or if you have a spreadsheet, Amber's a spreadsheet fan, right? Amber, you still do a spreadsheet, right? Uh, every single month. Yeah, so yep. she's she's a budget spreadsheet, right? So she might do it, but she might close the spreadsheet, never open it again, right? That's not gonna work. Or if you're someone who uses an app, like maybe you use like Mint or, you know, every dollar's out there or you need a budget. Like there's these different apps that are out there. Like if you don't ever open it again and then you get to the end of the month and you open it up and be like, well, that didn't work. Well, you didn't work, right? It's not the budget's fault. It's It's your fault. So you really want to make sure you're opening it up every day. You're looking at your plan. What's going on with it? Do you need to move things around? Do you need to change things based on what's going on with your expenses and your income? All right, and then last but not least is to look ahead at your future income or your future spending. Uh, this is super important as it relates to staying out of debt long term. One of the number one reasons why people go into debt is a lack of planning. Um, how many people go into debt on average during the holidays? Over a thousand dollars. They go into debt further because of holiday expenses, and it's not because people forgot when the holidays are. We know when they are every year. It's not like they change, right? We know when the kids go back to school. We know our car is going to need new tires. We know that that vacation's coming up, right? We know all of these things that are happening. And the best way to stay out of debt in the future is to have a working budget and start making plans using the, the, the power of sinking funds, which if you want to learn more about sinking funds, we got a whole podcast episode about it, uh, but using this budget to stay out of debt. And this is going to be the best way to help you improve your finances long-term. All right, guys, so with the power of a budget, you can literally reduce a lot of the financial stress that you have. You can save, build that first emergency fund, and pay down, Massive amounts of debt and be able to buy fun stuff with cash, right? So get on a budget, get started. And if you're looking for more help and you want an all-inclusive workshop, literally we sell our entire budgeting workshop for 10 bucks on our website. So if you want more, it's two and a half, three hours long in an entire afternoon. You're going to get everything you need, the forms, the information, how to do it, a walkthrough. You're going to get everything that you need. Just go on our website at balances.com, click on learn, and you'll see the budgeting workshop there. It's literally the cost of like two coffees. And you're gonna get a lifetime of results from just taking this one little workshop.
1: Hey, hey, what's inside? I I thought this was a puzzle!
0: All right, that's, that all means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we are instead of uh, debt payoffs, we're gonna do some uh, what are some fun purchases that you've made. Uh, I thought this went really good with obviously budgeting because we're big fans of, Not only just budgeting to necessarily save for your emergency fund or pay down debt, but also to pay cash for some fun purchases. So uh, we got the first one up is Jennifer. And by the way, this is is an awesome celebration. She says, I paid $1,700 for a brand new kitchen. My husband will install and put it all together. So instead of paying $10,000 for the kitchen, we're getting it all for only $1,700. That is impressive, Jennifer. Good for you.
2: Jill Flickinger Brown. Yesterday, I paid for a trip next year to Universal Studios, Florida, paid entirely by overtime. Sometimes working 55 hours a week is worth it.
0: That is awesome. What a sacrifice and what a reward. Right?
2: Wow. I love it. Cash
0: vacation. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay Walsh, new plants for my yard. Awesome. Good for you, Lindsay. Bobby Johnson, concert tickets and an eye fetch for the dog, some sandals and a couple of pairs of pants. Awesome. Good for you, Bobby. Awesome.
2: Uh, Amanda Lee got a new computer.
0: Awesome. There you go, Amanda. And Kristen Helg, new clothes. There you go. Awesome, Kristen. So there you go. Proof, once again, that with a good budget, you don't have to cut everything out of your life. In fact, you can make your purchase a lot more fun and not have to worry about how you're going to pay for them uh, later. So awesome job, guys. Hey, if you're just getting started with our podcast or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how to get started on the road to financial freedom... Hey, visit our website at com and sign up for our free Life Without Payments workshop where I'm gonna walk you through the first steps that have helped literally tens of thousands of people just like you learn how to kick financial stress and debt for good. And thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt-Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from our show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to the com.